This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. Today, we're going to cover the short-term rental loophole, and uh, I'll talk about some limitations there are with rental properties and how a short-term rental uh, can get around some of those, those requirements. So the limitation begins with the passive loss limitations in the tax code. So what a passive loss is, is that when you put money into an investment, if you are not actively managing that, and say you're, you're putting money into a syndicated real estate deal, and there's managers that are taking care of it, if you are kind of a hands-off investor, that's typically a passive investment and you'll have passive income and you'll have passive losses. The nice thing with that is that you don't have to put a lot of time into it. The downside to it though, is that your losses, like with the real estate deal, we really like the depreciation coming off of those, those investments. But if you put $100,000 into an investment and they kick out, say, a $70,000 loss in the first year because of depreciation and it comes back to you on a K-1, that is typically a passive loss. And that passive loss cannot be used to offset your ordinary or your active income, like your W-2 wages, because it's a passive loss. So what you can do with a short-term rental and why it's called a loophole is that you can still get into real estate. And if you, say, buy a vacation home, and you rent it and you use it less than uh, less than 10% for personal use, that short-term rental could qualify for the short-term rental loophole. And what happens there is this short-term rental would not be a passive investment. It would be more like a, an ordinary business. And you would have deductions that can kick off of that short-term rental that can offset your W-2 income. So what, what we recommend for that and to qualify for that is to, of course, buy the property in your name or in your investment company name, or say your sub LLC name that's owned by your investment company. And then um, you will want to manage that property yourself and run it like a business and make sure you, you're providing, say, the kitchen supplies and the bedding and you're, you're managing your cleaners and you're managing people to repair the property. You're doing the management yourself to prove to the IRS that you are qualified to not be limited to the passive loss investment rules. So there's the short-term rental loophole. If you, well, and to clarify what a short-term rental is as well, just to make sure that's clear, you've, you've got to rent it on average less than seven days per renter. So if, if you're renting it, say once a month to someone and they rent it on average for 30 days, that wouldn't be a short-term rental. That's a long-term rental. Or if you're renting it to someone for a year, that's not a short-term, that's a long-term rental. To be qualified as a short-term rental, it's got to be on average rented for seven days per tenant. Things like if you put it on Airbnb or VRBO, that's pretty typical that they're going to rent it less than seven days. I'd say the average seems to be four to five days with, with the rentals that we've got. Um, so you've got to qualify it as short-term and then we recommend to manage it yourself so you can prove to the IRS that you are active in managing that property. And then just like other real estate, we want you to do a cost segregation 
and you'll want to use bonus depreciation in 2022. It's a 100% rate for bonus depreciation on a portion of that property. So the short-term rental is taxed differently or can be taxed differently than say a syndicated investment deal where you're passive or say a long-term rental where you've got someone in there on a one-year lease. So there's there's some information on the short-term rental. There's a lot of a lot of different moving parts in there, but at least that should give you some summary of it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com. Thank you.